Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 370 for, what's the date today? It is October 2nd, 2022. My name is Nathan Reed Spruce. Joining me this week, we have Andrew Roa McFain. Oh, shit. And uh, Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. Oh, shucks. And of course, I am your host, Nathan Reed Spruce. Hey, uh, Aroa, where can we find you guys? You go to the Aroa.website. And that's and it? Yeah, you get a bunch of... There's links. You do go to them. All the uh, links Connor... you need for us is a Roadout website. One of those yep. links that I want to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. I work hard on it, and I, I think you'll like it. What What are we going to do when we rebrand in, like, a year and a half? It'll be fine. I mean, I, like, I'm sure if you look up Rise of the Rune Lords, we'll still be there. Yeah, they, yes, we will be. And and we'll we'll figure it out. Like we're going to just a little inside scoop once we're done with this uh Rise of the Rune Lords, we're going to move on to other games. And so we're going to have to kind of rebrand it um because of a couple things. First off, uh Clinton may not be the the GM or DM for every every game. So we may have to rebrand that. And then it also won't be Rise of the... We're not just going to be running through Rise of the Rune Lords over and over again. No, um, it's Reeton's Rise of the Rune Lords. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it, uh, it was good for the one product, but it was not a, uh, a long-term solution for a, a short-term name. Yeah, but uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. It's going to be, you know, we'll have the Rise of the Rune Lords like, playlist, and then we'll have the the next playlist and the one after that, and it'll be more of an all-encompassing thing. Uh, we will not be, however, running multiple games at the same time. That's not something that I want to do, and it, it, we've experienced it before with the previous administration that it, it, it causes confusion, at least for me, when you see, like, 12 different shows going on at the same time on the same RSS feed. Yeah, they, they did that, like... At our protests, and we were like, "Hey, that's that's really frustrating. People won't like that." And they're like, "Oh well, do you want to pay for it?" And I was like, "No, I do not." <laughs> and now I'm paying for it. That's and now that's how it's going. paying for it. That's how it's going. Anyway, uh, you can find me Nathan Reed Spruce. I'm reading everywhere. You can find me on a road website, but uh, mainly I'm on Twitch Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific time to 9 p.m. Pacific time, uh, playing games. I also have a YouTube that I post occasionally to. This podcast goes up typically every Sunday. And yeah, uh, we'll, we'll be good at the end of the month. I forget what the date is. I will not be here. So uh, the last Sunday of the month, Aroa or Connor will have to host the podcast if they want. And uh, Connor, what games have you played this week? I've been playing too many games. Honorable shout out to Sleeping Dogs Definitive Edition on the Switch. Uh, the Switch. Oh, goodness. No, the Steam Deck, I mean. Still, still getting those uh, those growing pains out of the way, I guess. I love this console. Sleeping Dogs is, I, I mean, any open world game with a whole bunch of mini game stuff is really going to shine on this console. I have a feeling. I am enjoying Sleeping Dogs so much, and even though it's like a ten year old game, I still recommend it. It's good. It's a good game. 
I I wish they had a they don't have a Sleeping Dogs two. I don't think. I, th- I no, the game play... was a massive failure. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I I still like it. I I wish it the best, and I recommend people play it. And uh, not so much about the game itself, but more about like the way that I I personally play games. I had to do a whole bunch of work offsite at work, so I kept on having to go to like all of our other campuses. Mm-hmm. And all that work would be like, okay, uh, yeah, I patched the port, test it. Oh, you, you're not actually going to test it for another 40 minutes and I can't go until then? Well, I'm just going to take this Game Boy out of my pocket then. And uh, it's, it's, it's been great for that. I'm very, very happy with my purchase. It is, it is perfect for that specific scenario. Or when like you're traveling and you don't want to have you know, a giant laptop with you, you get a giant mini laptop. <laughs> You get a giant it's, Game Boy. Yeah, you get a giant Game Boy you get to take with you. And it's got a nice little case, which is really, really handy. Um, you know, I was I was looking for an excuse to wear Jinko jeans again, and now I have something I could put in one of the pockets. Oh, good. That's that's great. I I still just use a backpack. That's what yeah, I that's, put my That's where in. mine lives. Yeah. Anyway, Aroa, what games have you played this week? Um, So I've also been goofing on the, on the old Steam Deck. Um, playing uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance because I oh, never finished that? it. How's that? Runs flawlessly. It's it's wonderful. It's Good. exactly like you know, whenever uh, the Switch was like just uh, just getting out into the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I re- I remember I said on this podcast to Connor, I was like, man, you know, it'd be great uh, if they would like re-release like 360 and ps3 era games on this device like it'd be great to play shadow of mordor on the switch or and and like metal gear rising like those would be great on the switch and uh they did they did a little bit of that but for the most part uh they have it and now thanks to the wonders of pc i don't have to worry about that because i can play almost everything on my steam deck good that came out in the last However many years. Last 10 years or so, yeah. I mean, even yeah. some, as we discussed, even some newer games that are pretty intensive will run. You just have to kind of lower your expectations. Like, you're not going to get 60 frames a second on a AAA game, but you could limit it to 30 or 40 frames a second. And, like, Spider-Man even just came out, and that runs pretty great on the Steam Deck. Uh, I played Dying Light 2 a little bit on the Steam Deck. So there are games that, uh, while it may not be run perfectly on there, you can limit your expectations and still have them on the go, which is really, really good. I still want to see um, how the Outer Worlds runs on the Steam Deck because I know the Switch port was awful. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have the best uh, expectations for it, but the realist in me would want to see it before making that purchase. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's probably substantially better considering the Switch has a whopping two gigs of RAM. Yeah, and uh, the the Steam Deck kind of has like eight times more than that, and I think that's the main thing that makes it look like shit on the on the Switch. Does the Steam Deck have 16 gigs of RAM? It sure does. Oh wow! I, I for some reason my brain was like it's got eight gigs. That which I think it has eight gigs of video video memory. Damn, that's yeah, that's a lot. And have you have either of you uh, tried hooking up a, you know, a new graphics card or anything to your Switch? Haven't haven't modded it like that? 
Not yet. Uh, yeah, I actually crammed a 3080 inside of my Steam Deck. It won't run NVIDIA GPUs. You have sure, to Sure, use... you, just, you just have to solder it one by one, one pin at a time. No, 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 no. I've seen people who have, who have taken... You can install Windows. That's true. You can install Windows, but it's kind of a janky experience. It's not great. Um, the... Are you talking about Windows in general, Rimshot? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But with the Steam Deck, uh, people have taken it apart and, like, with this, this Steam OS added like a Radeon graphics card into it or whatever. And that, that seems to work really well. It's just really, why would you do that? (laughs) Why, why would you ever do that? Um, Yeah. I don't understand. And they have a new docking station coming out. Uh, One of the third party docking stations has M.2 slots. So you can add additional storage via the, the docking station that you plug it into, which is pretty cool. Anyway, that would make sense. That yeah, that would make sense and be be pretty cool. But we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about me, the games that I played uh, last week. After this podcast, uh, we did not have uh, our our tabletop game that we normally play. Uh, well, by normally play, I mean the the tabletop game that we play once a month, and. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream some Final Fantasy VI and see if I can, you know, beat this game, and I did. So I beat. Did you know that when you have a character that has there, there's a there's an item called the Celestriad, which allows all of your uh, uh, your magic attacks to be one MP, and then there's another item that allows you to have dual cast. Uh, so when you're dual casting the most powerful spell in the game. Uh, the final boss does not last very long. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Spamming an attack that does 9,999 damage multiple times is a sure-fired way of victory. The yeah. fourth method, if you will. Yeah. So I beat that game uh, relatively easily. There, There's, as always, there's stuff that I didn't get or didn't do because I'm not a completionist. I don't do, I don't beat games 100%. So... Uh, I did get all of the characters and get most of the storylines done, but other than that, it was uh, it was good. It was good. I had fun. I think it's one of the best Final Fantasy games ever made. Final Fantasy six and nine, I think, are my favorite. Uh, obviously, seven is one of the best games ever made as well. And currently, uh, because of that, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, I decided to start up the other Final Fantasy game I haven't beaten, which is Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, there is a four times mode in the Zodiac Age, where which makes grinding way easier <laughs> because you're just running around at, at four times normal speed. Uh, I did not know about this because I don't think Connor mentioned it when he was playing through the Zodiac Age. That's the, the mode I used almost exclusively when I was playing Zodiac Age. I... I probably won't use it all. Like, if I'm just running through a normal area, like, running through an area just trying to do the story and stuff, I'll probably have it on normal speed. But if I'm grinding, I'll just flip it on two times or four times speed and let that go for a while. Um, This this game definitely has symptoms of being just in that time period of, like, when everything was MMO-based and big open uh, (coughs) empty (coughs) worlds were just, you know, the common thing. I can't imagine playing this game without a, a speed multiplier. I would go crazy. There is there is some validity to that. I also am not a huge fan of the license grid that they use. 
just uh, it's also a symptom of a time it's okay it's it's yeah. fine progression is always limited by the story and not how many points you have anyways which is it, it, it feels awful when you have a whole bunch of points from farming and you're like great i don't have access to any of this stuff now yeah but it's it's fine it's fine i just don't like that like you're required to use have a license to use a specific weapon even if you're the right level and everything for that weapon it's it's weird to me um but it's Demacian law, man. I know you got you got to follow the follow the law, and I also, I it, it's clearly inspired by Final Fantasy XI, uh, because Final Fantasy XI came out. That was an MMO. Final Fantasy XII feels like they were trying to make a single player Final Fantasy XI, and they kind of succeeded in that. I'm just I I just wish that they would have based it on the same world that is in Final Fantasy XI. I really like that world, and I don't think they've explored it enough. Uh, anyway. Have you ever played Final Fantasy Tactics? That's a derail or anything, but that's like one of the best ones, and it's the same world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in... Um, uh, yeah, Ivalice. And th- that's like one of the best parts of that game. God, I love the political intrigue of that world. Yeah. So it's... That's cool. I think what Tactics, and then there's Tactics Advance. Uh, tactics 2, yeah. And uh, both of those are in the same world as Final Fantasy XII. Uh, Vanadil, which is in Final Fantasy XI, I don't think has been in any other game, uh, but I could be mistaken. They may, have, they may reference it somewhere else, and I know that uh, they have some crossover events with Final Fantasy XIV. Anyway, uh, on Friday night, I decided to uh, link up with my friend Durga, and we played some of uh, Overwatch with uh, mechs which is Gundam Evolution. And it's uh it's okay. It's very cash shoppy. So there oh, are uh, it's a free to play game. Right? It's Overwatch. It's it's a free to play game. You get some loot thingies, not really loot boxes like they did in Overwatch, but loot thingies. And then um you there's a few characters that you have to unlock and you can unlock them with points earned in the game very slowly earning the points in the game or you can just pay ten dollars per character basically and uh i'm not going to do that there's like four or five characters that you can unlock i think there's five characters you can unlock and the biggest pack you can get only gives you enough to get four characters so you're you're you have to buy at least the biggest one the biggest pack and then the 999 pack and then you'll have points left over um so then you're you're encouraged to pay more it's very scummy the way that they do that but that being said i did have fun with it and it's possible that if if i have friends that want to play it i will i will continue playing it because it's a free-to-play game so at least i'm not dumping a bunch of money if i don't want to anyway you guys remember when you could like buy a game and that game was just complete. I remember back in my day when the game was the game. I don't I don't remember that. I don't I, I all remember I remember back in my day they had really weird DLC where they would you would buy a cartridge and then you would have to put another cartridge on top of that to get the full game. But then you could play as Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles was the DLC. 
It, and it, you it tried also, it on every other game that you owned, and it I, I think except for like one other game, it never worked. It done. It, was, it didn't uh, work. Sonic Two. It was Sonic Two. You could you could load up with Sonic Two and and what it put Knuckles in Sonic Two, right? That's what happened. Yeah, it it made it to where you could play as Knuckles in Sonic Two. Yeah, which is so dope. I mean, yeah, it is really cool. But that was just DLC. It, it totally was just DLC, but like. <laughs> The whole aspect of it, the way it was sold, the physicality of it, like, awesome. I wish DLC it, it did something well, practical. Actually, uh, it wasn't specifically DLC, and yet uh, Sonic 3 and Knuckles was supposed to be one unified game, but uh, they were forced to release them as two separate games. And so the lock-on technology was created so that you could play Sonic and Knuckles and Sonic 3 and Knuckles as one unified game as was originally intended. The, as well, was yes. originally intended. Yes, right, and, they, and, and they lied about it. They, yeah. they, they basically said, oh, the game is so big, we have to do this. When in reality, well, they're that, like, it's not done. That, that, that wasn't entirely untrue uh, just because that they were both four megabit cartridges, which is the most that a, a, a Sega Genesis game can be. Interesting. Okay, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some news stories, because we already started a little late here. As you can tell... And we, we got to actually rush. <laughs> nah, yeah, well, not really. We have, we have plenty of time. So, Google Stadia is shutting down. Yep. Yay! Finally, I, I we've been calling it. We've been calling it for a while. Uh, I, was, I was gonna say, I feel like this has been a premonition. Like, like it, it's been a very dramatically slow death. I I wanted to, and I did not do it before the podcast. I wanted to look and see all of the services that Google has started up and then just shut down. I mean, there's a website dedicated to that. Uh, and I bet, I bet Stadia is added to that now. Uh, let's see if, if Aroa can find it while we talk yeah, about this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's there along with, uh, Google currents has also been slated for death along with, uh, some, something that's part of Google assistant called conversational actions. That's like, I'm, I, Think Stadia is an interesting idea, but again, why why would I want to pay full price for a game to stream it? It would make yeah. more sense if it were more more akin to like a Netflix type experience where yeah you or 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 uh let's go back to the past Sega Channel, um yeah. where you had you know just a a list of content that you could play on the go, and unfortunately they didn't do that because they're dumb and there there are other competitors out there that that have a service more akin to that and you couldn't play it on real hardware which i think is part of why the the way that they're shutting it down uh a lot of people are praising them for but i think it's just so that they cover their own asses well yeah it's it's just a it's a way for them to still look like good guy google even yeah. though this is an objectively just bad situation so they're shutting it down and and what you would do if you don't know what google stadia was you'd log in you'd have a list of games that you could purchase so um destiny 2 or something like that i don't know and say 
you know, I'm going to purchase this game at full price. And then what you would do is you'd play it through their servers. So you didn't really need a powerful PC or even a, a fair, like a, a console, like a or, PS4 yeah, or, or Xbox even One. a PC. Yeah. Like you can just play on your phone. You can play on your on phone your TV. or on your, uh, your Chromecast. People would yeah. play on their, on their Chromecast, stuff like that. And you would do that. Uh, and it would, they would basically stream it to you. They're shutting down, so you're not going to be able to have access to that, which is the big problem with a lot of these solutions that I've always looked at, is if the service shuts down, what happens to your games? Uh, you know, if if they discontinue the Sega Genesis, you still have access to Sonic, Sonic 3 and Knuckles. But if they shut down Sega Channel, which they did, you have ac- you don't have access to those games anymore, and um, they the way that they're closing it down that Aroa alluded to earlier was that they are giving full refunds, I believe, for the hardware and software. Yep. So all of the hardware, like let's say you spent a thousand dollars on games, they're giving that back to you, which is, I admit, pretty cool, but also. I think it's a way to cover their asses because if it were if it were something like Origin shutting down um or, or there's there is one that uh the Bethesda launcher did that did that shut down? Yeah, they gave everyone steam keys. Yeah, and they can't Stadia can't do that. Right. Because not everyone who owns or or uses Stadia has the ability to plug in a PC and, and play that game on Steam. So I would say that they kind of have to give these refunds because there's no other alternative. The only other alternative would be to say like, hey, do you want Steam keys instead of us giving you these refunds? And I, they probably looked at that solution and were just like, let's just give the refunds. It's just going to be easier to give the money away. Well, yeah, because otherwise you're looking at like, you're looking at a very large potential for for lawsuits yeah doing doing something like that because in in a lot of people's minds google is essentially stealing from you if they don't if they take away access to the product that you purchased yeah and then they don't give you any any other way of using that product yeah, and I, I believe they're still going to be using this technology. Uh, we've discussed oh, it. Absolutely, we've discussed it with uh, AT and T. I think did some stuff with was it Tomb Raider? There was a it's game Batman. Batman, uh, Batman, and you could play Batman and beat Batman on your AT and T mobile device by using yeah. the Google Stadia servers. And they're probably still going to be using that to for certain things. They're but... going to they're going to be selling Stadia as a white label product. Yeah. Which and and so. I think there are also some I, I could be wrong uh some Switch games that are utilizing this technology. I know that I there's another company that does it for like Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I, I think that's a different company that does the, at least the Kingdom Hearts ones. Mm-hmm. But that is the sort of thing that, yeah, Google is just going to take this tech and repurpose it for, hey, Company X, do you want to do a streaming video game promotion? 
and don't want to have to invest in your own infrastructure, we've got a solution. Yeah. And that's that's what they'll do. They'll probably also use it for like the I'm sure there'll inevitably be like a a, a what is it a Google Doodle that utilizes it. Um I'm sure that like video game companies like the 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 whole like big thing that I think made Stadia stand out initially whenever it was announced was the tie-in to or the potential tie-in to YouTube uh, where you could start watching a video or a stream of a game, decide you want to play that game, and then just be able to hit a button and start playing it. And I don't think they ever even actually made good on that. I don't think so. Um, and that's kind of the same thing with like, uh, it's similar with like Twitch. Mm-hmm. They they want to be like, oh, you like this game, go buy it on, go buy it on Amazon. And they never, right. they, they kind of have it, but it never really did anything. They, yeah, no, it like, then the, the streamer got like a cut of all the sales. So it was good for very specific scenarios, but I I always thought that it would be a cool idea to be able to, especially with how demos, at least for big games, are kind of non-existent on PC. Indie games have been getting back more into the demo space, but uh, big games, like AAA titles, don't really have demos. And streaming is kind of like the perfect way of you can play this game for free for an hour or whatever and see if that's your thing. And you can use stuff like YouTube's recent investment in streaming to kind of leverage that technology and and be like, hey, you're watching the streamer. Enjoy this game. Wouldn't you like to play it yourself? Or even uh, even if you could partner with a a publisher and be like, if you're watching somebody play this game on their stream, and they have this feature turned on, you can play the game with them through our service. Like, yeah. And that, that was some, that was all stuff that they were said they were going to do with Stadia and they just never did. And so I, I don't know if that's ever going to pan out, but like that sort of, that sort of stuff is where I think streaming games uh, really like has a lot of potential, but Obviously, I... <laughs> acting as acting as like on live version point five is Listen. not because uh, I can't even say it's like on live two point because like it was it like you said the business model didn't make any sense and no. they they tried to add a uh, like PlayStation Plus slash Xbox Live games with gold thing and it did not take off because they had no games for it. I think you got like one or two games a month. I think the service that makes the most sense is um, xCloud because you're already paying for Game Pass and uh, Game Pass Ultimate. So just having that additional feature available is cool. I think that makes the most sense to have it as an addition and not the whole thing that you're paying for. I think GeForce Now makes a good case for itself. Um, like the fact that you do have to pay like an additional fee for just the privilege of streaming your library kind of sucks. But I think it's uh, I think it's a 
good like solution for if the game that you want to play is not on xbox's platform but yeah. you still want to be able to play it like on your phone and you don't want to go through the trouble of like setting up steam's own streaming solution i'm kind of surprised that steam hasn't set up their own sort of thing like this and i could i could see them if google's going to be pushing this as a white label product to other companies i could see them like pushing this towards steam and being like hey valve like what if what if you had people be able to pay like five dollars a month and you can stream your whole steam library wherever you are on whatever device yeah but um i i I, the only thing that worries me about this is how google will just readily cut products oh yeah So like stadia and you said currents and there was another one and there's a ton Uh, of products yeah, uh, 274 products that have been killed by Google uh, overall. Yeah, I want to say that's a part of their like main design philosophy is they know they have the resources to throw at the wall, knowing that nine tenths of them will inevitably fail. Yeah, but those one tenths can end up paying for the other nine tenths and more if it's a hit. Mm-hmm. Well, that that is part of their their business model, but usually products like this don't really end up making it out to the consumer market unless they're good in the first place and it it seems like over over the years especially in the last like maybe five years or so they've been way more apt to just throw a product out there and be like okay let's see if the public will will beta test this for us and see if it pans out and then it never does yeah i'm I'm like I'm worried about uh, Google Fi. <laughs> uh, you, you just better hope it. that it's profitable. <laughs> yeah, I better hope that it's profitable. Otherwise, they're just going to be like, hey, uh, you got a month. Have fun. Figure Go it out. Go find someone else. You screwed. No, I, I would, I would uh, think in the case of Fi, they're probably harvesting a fuckload of data off of that, so it's probably worth it. For That's them. true. That yeah, probably I, is. Going back to what Aroa said, though, I think a big part of why all of this is happening in this like specific instance is they're supposed to be innovating. They're supposed to be adding all of these new features like, you know, playing with streamers, for a good example. And they didn't. So it didn't work. It's it's not that they're not doing these like to try. It's that they're just kind of doing what other people have done. And no wonder it's not successful. Those other ones weren't really successful either, were they? On live was incredibly successful for about five minutes. For a yeah. whole ten running hours, and and then everybody else gave up on it. Yeah, like the the problem here is that they they essentially did the same thing that they did with Google Music, where they put out a service that was exactly the same as every other service that did the same fucking thing, and like you said, never really innovated beyond maybe one or two features that were kind of cool, and so they ended up just kind of scooping all that tech up and putting it into youtube music because hey why not but like there are there are so many other platforms that allow you to stream games and give the consumer side a much better deal like even amazon's solution isn't like it's not fantastic but none of them are fantastic and amazon's is again just like you pay a subscription you get a whole bunch of games and it's not like games that are fucking five years old like where the stadia was like yeah but we should move on and we should complain about twitch 
Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so Twitch has been doing a lot of things recently that have kind of upset people. Uh, we, we've discussed it. I think we may have discussed it in a podcast, but basically a lot of people are moving from uh, Twitch to YouTube. And they limited, or they, they removed something from the partners. So it used to be a 70-30 split. So 70% of the profit went to the, the streamer, and 30% went to Twitch. They have removed that. Now it's 50-50. Uh, but they let partners go and say, hey, you can stream other places too. So you can, you can dual stream if you want, or you can make up, we're offering a little bit more money in ads so you can make up that income we're taking away from you by running more ads. Annoying. Uh, but you know, it's also annoying. They did not lift that requirement for f- affiliates. Affiliates oh, yeah. still cannot dual stream. Yeah. It's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> it's, That's, it's dumb. Yeah. Well, it's I, really, yeah, really I dumb. did not realize that. Yeah. I didn't realize that either until uh, yesterday I was talking to my friend who was streaming and they said, yeah, you, you can't do that. You, you have, you can't stream. I, I didn't stream. know that affiliates were locked to Twitch. I they, thought that was only partners. So they're at the same time. Yeah. So they're any content that you have on Twitch has to stay on Twitch for 24, for 24 hours. hours. Right. It's an exclusive, yeah. it's an exclusive agreement. And they removed it for partners, but they did not remove it for affiliates, which if you don't know, if you're listening to this and you don't know, affiliates are lower than partners. <laughs> they are the, like, you're, you, the, you got your base streamer, uh, you've got the affiliates who, that jumping that hurdle is pretty easy. Uh, and then from there, you've, you've got the, the partnership, and the partnership is like the top 1% of streamers if not more, right? Like, um, just so you know, I, I was watching something and they said the top 1% of streamers on Twitch get an average of 20 viewers. <laughs> so those people who have, you know, seven or 8,000, they're in the top like 0.01% of streamers. Oh, yeah, so I, I, even, even like, uh, the the biggest streamer that I watch is German nine eight five. Yeah. He usually tops out at like twenty five hundred. Yeah. So and, and so he's like you know top point one percent or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, but the so just so you know if you're if you're listening to this and you stream and just like me you know I get three to five people on average t- on a typical night. Um, I don't feel that bad. Like knowing that the top one percent only get twenty. Like it makes me feel a lot better that you know I get maybe a max of ten if it's a really good night. Um, so it, it it kind of makes you feel better to know that everyone's kind of in the same situation. But going from that, they've done some other things that have upset the community, and one thing is they're testing a new solution. I I don't know what this. Uh, you know what? On YouTube, there's super chats. Mm-hmm. So you pay you pay a bit of money you get your your you get like a notification the the streamer gets a notification that says hey this person said this and one and and has paid money so it, that you see that it also pops up at the top of the, the actual chat box yeah pop and so, so everyone sees it so Twitch was like we want we want in on this and they are doing it I don't know do, do you know what the cost is for a super chat on YouTube. Uh, 
it, the streamer sets it. Okay. So can't it, you? It depends. I, okay. I want to say I've seen them like variable. Can you set like the limit, or is it always the yeah. price? No. Yeah. You you uh, you set like tiers. Like oh, uh, if you oh, that makes sense. If you go, I'm gonna post the actual Twitch article on this. Okay. But the the Twitch layout is exactly the same as it is on YouTube. Right. Right. Like, it is, they it is they just simple. straight ripped all of the. It's not it's not even like. I wouldn't even say very similar. Like they just straight up took the YouTube product and said, make this. And then their engineers made it like it is blatant. But, but here's the thing. I, so with the super chat, they set the price. So I could, if I had a super chat set up, I could set, you know, $1, $2, $3, whatever. I would, something really cheap because Let's be fair. I I would feel bad if somebody was donating a ton of money just for me to read their chat message, right? Um, However, Twitch, they they don't have a problem with you spending a lot of money. For $5, your your chat is highlighted for 30 seconds. Um, We'll we'll skip some of the things, but for $50, your chat is highlighted for two minutes. Um, that that's that, uh, wait a minute. For, that doesn't scale. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, 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 no. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, don't think you're thinking about it. Don't think about it. For one hundred dollars, your chat is highlighted for two and a half minutes. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure that means that you went from paying five dollars for thirty seconds to fifty dollars for thirty seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so I think that their scaling might be a bit off. Now, this does put it into like a, a queue. So let's say uh, Aroa pays $5 in my chat to, to elevate his chat message for five minutes or um, uh, for 30 seconds, <laughs> five minutes, <laughs> right? For 30 seconds. Uh, and then somebody else pays $100 for the two and a half minutes. Um, it's not going to highlight... It that two and a half minute one until Oroa's thirty seconds is up, but you could just pay twenty five dollars <laughs> to get two and a half minute like because you could pay five dollars five times and get two and a half minutes of your chat being highlighted. Um, the only thing is if somebody else decided to in the interim put in their own 30 their own five dollars to elevate their chat then yours will be superseded like you're like it would be like 30 seconds for you and then 30 seconds for the next person and then your chat would be highlighted again but also why would you pay a hundred dollars to have your chat elevated for two and a half minutes i this is (laughs) incredibly bad i would feel bad if somebody paid a hundred dollars for their chat to be elevated in my stream i would be like no why what are you doing with your life please stop it i already don't really understand people who are like who pay ten dollars for a super chat like i i don't understand the logic there but goddamn like what what the hell does twitch think viewers do like what i am curious to see 
a like the percentage of what people will purchase what tier and b like 10 15 years from now when it turns out switch was just a, a massive racket to like funnel in money well why else would they do this it doesn't make sense i know i know exactly why they're doing it well because twitch is is like hideously unprofitable yeah well that's it too. they're trying to get around that problem but this is a test this is they are testing this they're testing this out it's not they they said that right and so what they're gonna do is they're gonna test it out and be like though there are some people who are gonna be in some chats like the the bikini streams right or the hot tub streams and yeah. they are definitely going to pay that hundred dollars and they're going to do it a few times that you know people are going to make a boatload of money for this experimental phase and then twitch isn't going to do it anymore they're going to be like now nah, it's kind of a failure so we're not going to do it anymore so they're going to make a bunch of money uh off of those no, I, thirsty I don't think that's true those thirsty boys and I, I think they're I think they're going to run this experiment and they're going to find out which which amounts are the most popular so that they can set those as like the defaults. Mm. And that'll that'll determine all of that. If if they allow people, if they allow streamers to set their own thresholds in the first place. Remember, uh, remember otherwise, when, they'll just do that. Remember when Twitch had like guidelines for how much boobage you could show? Like remember, remember when they had like standards, and if you, like, <laughs> if you showed too much boobs, you'd get like banned. And now they're just promoting bikini streams. You, you still get in trouble for underboob. Underboob specifically is like it, that's that is a bannable offense. But it makes no sense. <sighs> Granted, you'll probably only get like maybe three days tops. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the one chick just got straight up fucked on stream and only got a week. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So anyway, uh, Twitch is awful, but uh, we've hey, also hey, spoken. But, huh? but you know what? At least these elevated chats are a 70 30 split. That's true. They, they definitely are. But here's the thing. Uh, a lot of people are, are like looking at things like this. They're looking at the hot sub streams. They're looking at the the Twitch elevated chats. They're looking at the 50-50 split instead of a 20-30 split. And they're saying, I'm going to go over to YouTube because they're going to maybe treat me better. And the fact of the matter is they probably, like, if you're a bigger streamer, if you're one of those top 1% or definitely the 0.1% and you're moving over to YouTube, they're going to roll out the red carpet for you. If Aroa and I decided that we were going to boycott Twitch, no one would give a shit. Well, yeah. Um, so this, this is only going to affect people who are actually, you know, yeah, relevant. Yeah, not us. Definitely not us yet. Maybe, maybe <laughs> one day they'll will will become relevant once everybody else leaves Twitch. <laughs> Just yeah, us. somehow I think that we're going to end up in nuclear holocaust before that happens, but it's worth hoping. <laughs> it's probably. But we're going to move on. We're going to talk about another one. Actually, kind of a good, kind of a good story. Um, the the Intel Arc A770 and A750s have, I believe, gotten they've, they've gotten their prices released, and I believe they have also gotten their uh, launch dates. They they have they have got their launch date as well, which is. Fairly, sh- fairly soon. Fairly soon. Uh, first off, the prices of the A750 
and the A770. The A750 is $289, and apparently it's supposed to go head-to-head -head with the RTX 3060. And the A770 is, my brain cannot find it, it's like 329 I believe, from, from memory. I can't find it here. Um, did you watch any of the, the announcement, Aroa? No, I don't care. Uh, so you're not, you're not gonna buy it, huh? No, I... <laughs> no. Oh, oh, okay. I, I found no. it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Um, so it's the A770 is going to be 349, uh, for the 16 gig model or 329 for the eight gig model. And then the, um, guys, why are you do? why are you having multiple I... SKUs for the same model? Stop it. Yeah. And then the A750. You're, you're still new. Right. The A750 is going to be $289. Um, and then the A, there's another one that's an A580, which has not been announced. There's no re release date and no starting price announced yet. And then, of course, there's the A380, which is already released. Uh, and that was $139. Uh, and it wasn't, it wasn't great. So, um, I th I mean these are competitive prices, right? Like the only problem is they should have released a year ago while prices were still insanely high and had they have uh, had they have launched at these prices a year ago um they would have done gangbusters, but now now that the the 3060s and the the 3070s are coming down, I don't think that there's really a place for this other than a cheap AV1 encoder. What, what are your guys' thoughts on this? I don't think uh, I agree that would have sold gangbusters, you know, a year or so ago. Just because there weren't any other options doesn't mean people are going to look at a chip like this and, like, it's, it's not that good. I mean, okay, yeah. but, but I, do, I, still, I still think that if these launched a year ago, um... And they said, hey, we're going to have 3060 performance, but you're only paying $289 as opposed to $700 from a scalper. I, I think it, that it these would have done really it well. Done, it would have done better. Yeah. But I think that there are a lot of people, myself included, who would have gone, yeah, but it's an Intel GPU, and I don't know how well that's going to perform or whether or not I'm going to have driver updates in a year from now. Yeah, that's Galper true. or otherwise, I feel like the people who are really settling for the 3060 managed to get their hands on one anyways. I don't know. Like it would it was like, still really the, hard to find even also, 3060s. Like why I I guess there are a lot of people who would go, "Well, I got to have a new graphics card. Mine's just too old." But like games really haven't become that much more demanding over the last however many years like yeah i i understand if maybe you're rolling like a like a 960 or god forbid like a 700 series mm -hmm. uh but i just i don't see that being like a huge market i think a lot of a lot of people who didn't upgrade with like the 20 series are still rolling like a 980 or a 970 which is still totally adequate for most games yeah and i I don't think that anyone other than like the least savvy PC gamer, which honestly, like 
if you're not a savvy PC gamer who builds your own PC, or well, it, that's what I'm saying. You're, you're not someone who builds your own PC. You're not going to upgrade your own graphics card. So this isn't going to apply to you anyway. You're yeah. going to go to Alienware or I can't even think of another pre, I buy power or something, you know, you're going to, you're going to buy a pre-built and you're not even really going to know what's in it other than based on what's in the, the readout on the, on the product page. Right. Like, so I don't think, especially without OEMs getting in on it, that the Intel GPUs, at least the first gen would have been successful, like super successful regardless. You, you would have had a lot of curious people and a lot of maybe particularly desperate people. But otherwise, I, I just don't see any scenario where people go, even if this is supposed to have equivalent performance, like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy the Intel GPU, even in spite of the fact that, like, it's it's a very risky thing to do because like $300 is still $300. Right. I would, I, I already, I, I did it. I bought the, the arc a 380 and it performs terribly. Right. Um, right. And, and just and to test it out are, just because I wanted to test it out. Yeah. You were curious. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the main problem or the, the main selling factor for me where where I would even consider ha- like okay maybe I could splurge three hundred dollars to buy the uh, the seven fifty the A seven fifty is is that AV one support I think that that is right. is awesome but right now uh, Twitch and YouTube neither one has AV full AV one support for streaming so once that is think... implemented. I don't think anyone cares about that, honestly. The only, like, uh, there's some. There there are some people who care about that. Twitch and YouTube have both stated that they yeah. are interested in it. And every but, video but I'm that I don't you... think that's a selling point for Intel GPUs. Right, right. For um, like all but 10 people you included. Yeah. Um, but like YouTube already when you upload a video, uh, they convert all of the videos to AV1. So, like, hopefully YouTube and Twitch here soon uh, will start supporting the AV1 uh, codec for when you're streaming, which will make streams look and, and feel a lot better. Um, however, yeah, you know, again, I am probably the only person who cares. Although I do the 4000 series of in- NVIDIA GPUs are going to have an AV1 encoder as well. They yeah. they announced they, that it's, it's going to take it's going to take more hardware coming out for that to be adopted like across the industry. Yeah, but, but as no. technology continues to to innovate, it it'll just it'll go with it. That's just the nature of how these sort of things progress. Right. right. So it, it we, never we've needed a big wipe. We've needed a replacement for uh for H two six four for a long time now. Yeah. So. And, and I've I've H265 watched two six five was supposed to be that and didn't really work out because of it's proprietary. You know, no one wants to yeah no one wants to adopt the fucking proprietary video encoding technology whenever the upgrade really isn't all that significant yeah and and AV one is better than H two six five so hopefully right. uh, we'll we'll be seeing because I think that because the Intel GPUs but mainly the Nvidia GPUs are coming out that have AV one support. 
uh, that's going to kind of kick Twitch and YouTube in the butt to support it. That's yeah. that's my theory, at least. Uh, we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about some uh, Dis Disney. I did not know that Sling was owned by Dish TV. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was kind of weird. That happened in 2017. So before that, because Sling has been around since like 2004. Something, something crazy. Um, but in 2017, they got bought by Dish. Uh, I think this is mainly because uh, Disney has Disney Plus, and they're just trying to get out of their contracts with other companies. Um, so they, they're, they're saying like, oh, you need X amount of billions of dollars to be able to keep our stuff. And other companies like YouTube TV, uh, which had a disagreement, uh, but then they resolved it with Disney or, you know, Dish and Sling. They, I think Disney's just trying to get out of their contracts so that they can kind of push people towards Disney Plus rather than having them watch the content on other providers. That's my theory. Um, but it looks like Disney is taking away channels from Sling and Dish because it was going to cost Dish over a billion dollars to continue having that programming. And there's a lot of stuff that is being taken away. Um, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, ESPN News, ESPN uh, Deports? Deportes. Deportes. Uh, Disney Channel, Disney Junior, Disney XD, Freeform. I have no idea what that is. Um, FX, FXX. <laughs> Again, I don't know what that is. FX. It's, it's another FX. Oh, okay. Which is a Fox. It's a Fox station. Okay. FXM, National Geographic, National Geographic Wild or National Geo Wild. Nat, uh, Nat Geo Mundo, ACC Network, <laughs> SEC Network, um, Longhorn Network, and Baby TV. <laughs> Real fuck? talk. Shout out to Nat Geo Mundo. That's that's pretty fantastic. I'm happy that exists. <laughs> yes. What the hell is Nat? Is that like Spanish? I it's got to be Telemundo Nat Geo. Yeah, National Geographic. It's got to be the the Spanish speaking. National Geographic, which is and the the person yep. who named that That's program. Um, I'm going to write them an email and just let them know I'm a big fan and to keep up the good work. What about Baby TV? <laughs> no, don't care about that one. Okay, uh, there's also local ABC stations that are going to be taken out of Chicago, Fresno, California, Houston, Los Angeles, New York City, Philadelphia, Raleigh, North Carolina, and San Francisco. I don't know why this article decided to have the city and state for some of the towns that they mentioned, but not all well, of them. You know, maybe you wouldn't know where Fresno was. Yeah. Um, so Actually, and, I think that's the, no, oh, they did it with Raleigh too. Yeah. Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a really hard to read sentence. It really, I, 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 I got through it shockingly enough. Uh, I actually read this story earlier and was like, okay, I have to say this correctly. Uh, it says uh, on here in the article from Engadget, this is the second time in the space of a year that Disney's channels have gone dark on a major live TV streaming service. YouTube TV lost access to them last December over a carriage fee. That's weird. 
uh carry carriage fee I dispute think it's pronounced with carriage fee carriage fee that yeah that's probably right uh the the standoff didn't last long, however, as the likes of ESPN and local ABC stations returned the next day. Um, there are also some dishes also lost some uh, other media giants like HBO and Cinemax vanished from Dish and Sling in 2018. Um, and HBO Max became available on Dish again last year. Um, uh, no. So, yeah, no. it says... The channels and HBO Max became available on Dish again last year. Oh, oh! I HBO you said and Cinemax. On, I thought you said on. I thought you said Dish and Sling. Oh no, 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 no. Well, I, I'm. I think that they're available on Sling, but you have to you have to like buy it no, as an add-on. Oh, they're, they're not. not? Okay. The no, it says in the in the se in the next sentence, uh, the channels and HBO Max still aren't available on Sling TV. Interesting. It doesn't matter to me. I have Sling TV. I I personally prefer it over YouTube TV, mainly because of the pricing. Um, the only problem I have with it is I use it for expressly to watch wrestling. That's that's all I have it for. Is I want to watch wrestling, and Sling TV is the best way to do that in the cheapest way. Um, but every time I turn on Sling TV, it's like, hey, do you want to watch Fox News? And I'm like, no, I definitely do not want to watch Fox News. So uh, why not? So Sling, if you're listening, please remove Fox News. You can take that with Disney. Just get it off your fucking platform. Doesn't Disney own Fox? Or yeah, yes, yeah. That's that. That is shocking that they are not taking away Fox News. Sadly, although I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I, I doesn't. I Disney, yeah, well, it, di so Disney oh, bought wait, some no. of Fox. Yeah, yeah. Disney bought like the movie side and like like the everything except the news, basically. That's yeah. That sounds on brand. To be fair, like they well, don't yeah, want it. Like, why would they want the news? Right? Why, well, why would they want to get? Why would they want Fox News? Too? Yeah, that's like, that that particularly like. Yeah. Um, or I, I could see either way. Like they don't Actually, want. How fucking awkward would that be? <laughs> because then Fox News would have to like completely change everything about how they do things. Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, remember how you're you hate people? <laughs> Stop that. But, but and hear me out here. That would make Tucker Carlson a Disney princess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. So so dish. And Sling are losing some channels that I don't really care about. Like, yeah, yes, I, I yes don't think this stuff. is a great loss at all. No, Na National Geographic is like the worst channel of that type. Now, I, uh, I in am... terms in terms of entertainment, like I'm sure it's quality stuff, but yeah, I, I, mean, I want to watch Ghost Adventures. I am sure that there are some people who got Dish TV or or Sling TV, um just to watch ESPN and stuff. Oh yeah. 100%. And so and there are, are... going to be a lot of parents who are like, what do you mean? I don't have Disney channel anymore. Yeah. Like that's, it's not a huge loss for us because you know, we're, we're, we're not watching Disney channel original movies that much, except for Hocus Pocus two. Um, but they, Apparently that movie sucks. Oh really? I heard it was okay. I, my wife watched it yesterday and she said it was terrible. Oh, I, I'm, I'm still gonna and that watch the it. The monsters was actually pretty good. 
while your wife apparently has terrible taste in movies. Wait, have you seen the new monsters? I heard it's terrible. Well, you see, you're you're going off of you heard. I know, I know. You gotta... But but you are doing the same thing. Yeah, but I'm going off of what people I personally know said, not Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. I uh, plan on watching both of those movies. I have both of them. I just haven't had the time to watch them. Uh, so I will I will do that at watched, some point. I watched one scene of the Monsters movie, and I think it looks really good. I think, I think it looks that cute and well done. I'm I'm probably gonna like both of the movies. To be fair, you probably will. Yeah. Um. But we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about. Uh, what are we talking about? Uh, it, uh, oh, this is you. This is time, from something you yeah. brought up. Yeah. It's time to talk about this thing that I just found out about yesterday that like actually kind of pissed me off. I heard about it. Uh, I, I read about this, but I, I didn't know that you would want to talk about this. Yeah. So um, there was an MMO in the Shin Megami Tensei franchise years and years ago. Uh, called Shin Megami Tensei Online Imagine, which was eventually cut down to just Shin Megami Tensei Imagine. Uh, I think it started out as a subscription game, turned into a free-to-play game, as they all do, and uh, eventually was shut down in 2016. And as anyone on the internet knows, uh, people who are anime fans will find any way that they can to continue experiencing a piece of media if it's related to their favorite anime franchise and Shin Megami Tensei is a very popular franchise yeah it is uh and so uh the fan base ended up creating a fan server uh for the MMO and it's been running for I want to say like maybe a couple of years now um and apparently Atlas is suing them over it. Oh, are they? And not just like a cease and desist, straight up suing them for copyright infringement. And Interesting. On the surface, uh, this sounds like really, really fucking stupid and egregious. Uh, I will give Atlas a little bit of credit in that apparently... The server that they're suing, because they're, they're actually two. The one that I played on earlier on uh, was Reimagine. Uh, there was also one called uh, Rekuimu, which I have no idea uh, what that's related to. I'm sure it's a reference or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's the one that's being sued, not Reimagine. Uh, but apparently the uh, Rekuimu uh website is like a direct clone of the original imagine website and kind of pretends that it's like the official website and shit that's not cool that's illegal uh so i Um... I get that part because that's part of the lawsuit you can you can look at the lawsuit the the three things that they're they're complaining about are the use of their copyrighted material in the website and how it's an exact clone of the original imagine website as well as distributing the client which i think that's fucking stupid that they're whining about that whenever it was a fucking free-to-play game so like anybody could get the client it doesn't fucking matter uh but then the third part is that they're running a server emulator which i 
I am afraid of how this lawsuit's going to turn out because if it is if that charge or or complaint is not taken out that could be very bad news for other dead MMO server emulators that currently exist and even server emulators for like just multiplayer games uh cuz there are there there are emulators available for like old PS2 and and original Xbox games uh the Resident Evil game on ps2 outbreak has a server emulator that's that's out there and like you can't play it online without having some kind of server emulator because it's an online game that uses dedicated servers well same thing with we've got everquest and we have um so there's everquest has like project 99 which is an everquest server emulate like they have to emulate the server um Mm -hmm. city of heroes really has a really big uh community star wars galaxies has like three or four different uh variations of servers um now soe or daybreak that's <laughs> daybreak has come out and said hey we are we're cool with this you can do it as long as you're not making money you can do whatever and shockingly enough lucas slash Disney has not gone after the Star Wars Galaxies emulators. And, and like, that is surprising that they haven't even sent them like a cease and desist. But at the same time, why the fuck would they? Yeah. Like, and, and I, and I know why they would, but I, but from a moral standpoint, like what do they have to gain? What does, what does Atlas stand to gain in this scenario? They're, they're just, kind of shitting out bad will towards them because they're attacking fans who just want to play this game that hasn't been playable since 2016. Yeah. Like it, it would be one thing if this was still running, you know, like how the, the wow classic servers existed before wow classic was actually a thing. Uh, it, it would be one thing if, if smt imagine was still running but it was like a really shitty cash shop free to play game and so some people made a server emulator for it and you were able to play on that without all the shitty cash shop shit but that's not what this is like you literally cannot play the game and all that the fans are doing is making it to where you can play the fucking game and Atlas is going so far as to straight up file a lawsuit that is going to upend the lives of everyone involved in this project. Yeah. And it's also shut down the reimagine server that I mentioned earlier because they're afraid of getting sued. Like, what if what if Atlas only went after Requiemu because they just didn't know that reimagine existed yet? Who knows? So they're they're just trying to play it safe, which fucking sucks. I'm actually probably going to see if the server software is available on GitHub and try to grab it before it ends up getting taken down or something. Aroa dot website, the only place to play Shin Megami Tensei. They can sue him, but they're not getting anything. <laughs> I got nothing <laughs> to give you, Atlas. Yeah, they're like we're gonna take your house, and you're like, good. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Fucker. It'd be it'd be cool if Atlas was like, 
And uh, by the way, we're also going to be making a new MMO. So, you know, stop doing this. So it'll, you know, won't cut into our bottom dollar. But it no, doesn't that, sound like that's the case. Like that was, I, I, I swear that was a thing that even Blizzard did whenever they were going to start up classic servers. They were like, okay, we're doing official classic servers. Can you stop running private servers? Yeah, and we're like, if you don't stop running private servers, we're going to send you a legal cease and desist letter. But like, they didn't at first because like, why would you fucking attack the people that are willing to pay to play your game? Yeah, <laughs> I I I don't know why people would want to do that or why they would want to not support people who are trying to make your game you know, still playable. alive, play, playable because yeah, you're, you're yeah. obviously not going to pay the $12 a month to keep the server running for the right. 18 people that want to play it. But thank you for being a fan, but fuck you. Yeah. And I, I know Aroa said he played it. Did you like the game? Cause I played it and I kind of hated it. Oh no, it was awful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it, uh, so it was, um, it's, it's very much a product of its time. Uh, mm -hmm. where they essentially tried to take the SMT formula and kind of shove it into a sort of EverQuest early WoW sort of feeling game. Um, it had some neat ideas. I liked how they, they still had like demon uh, negotiation and stuff like that, but it just was so slow and dull. Even Even my brother-in-law, who is a huge SMT fan, couldn't play it for more than like a couple hours yeah i i played it a little bit when it was still alive i believe uh and i i wasn't a fan i can say that um but there there's a lot of like i think just those outsourced mmos because i i i want to say that atlas didn't make the game themselves they probably outsourced it to somebody and yeah it's not too surprising uh they did that with digimon as well and that digimon mmo is awful they they love doing that and I, and I don't know why and they tried doing it with final fantasy 11 <laughs> uh if if you if anybody remembers they were working with i believe ncsoft to make final oh. fantasy 11 mobile oh and god that, and that never happened it never came out and i was i was excited to try it because i wanted to see how bad it was but unfortunately it never got released anyway um hopefully this doesn't become a trend and hopefully it kind of gets not maybe not stricken down in court uh but you know the the part where the running a server side a server emulator is the illegal part because otherwise that basically makes it illegal to run fan games like this right um, it would be so dope if a court was like no if you're not supporting it you can't tell people not to then support it like yeah or like if, if it'd be so cool if they had a court mandated ruling that were like, unless you have intentions to do something with this, it mm -hmm. must be abandoned where, and this must be available for people. Like, I feel like there's already conditions where this should be supported and it's just not. Well, yeah. And, and we've spoken before that I said, if you're going to take down an MMO uh, with no plans of relaunching it, you should make, it should be a legal requirement that that code then becomes open source. Like they and should, I, I think they should the, be required. I think at the very to do least, 
I think at the very least they should be required to release the server, like the like you the could host your own black box. Yeah, yeah, they they should be able they should release like a Docker container for the server or something like that. You know, yeah. something like, you can. I, spin I up. get I get why you wouldn't because I I have historically said the same thing, but I do get why you wouldn't want to make everything open source. It, I, 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 you should still have to, but I get why you'd be against that. But I see no reason why you wouldn't go like, here's, here's the, the binaries for running the game and all the, all the requirements for that. There you go. Have at it. If yeah. you want to reverse engineer it, then have fun. Right. Run yeah. it as an executable in your steam library. Done. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be great. Uh, or like, Oh, here's the, the VMware server. So you can just pop it on your computer. Have fun. Uh, but yes, I think that I think there should be something that we just don't kill these games that people people enjoy playing because there there's always going to be you know those ten to twenty people that want to play the Shin Megami Tensei Imagine and they can't and especially right now they're they're running out of options to do so or uh, a game I've always been interested in playing but I have never been able to play which was a uh, Matrix. And I don't know if oh, there's yeah. a private server for the Matrix Online. And I know there are differences. It wouldn't be like actually playing it. Um, but it it would have been cool to try out, and I never got to try it out. Uh, and, and I again, I don't think there's a private server for it yet. And I, well, I, hear, yeah, Google, like, I hear Google looking for it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm not seeing anything. Oh, yep. Nope. Here's one. Yep. Matrix Online Emulator. Oh, good. Is it how far along is it though? Because I I looked up one and it they kind of killed the progress on it. Uh, this might be the one that you're yeah talking about because it looks like this was posted in like Year. 2014. Yeah, yeah. They they don't but, have any like active like good only... servers. I think the problem though is like how could you right right cuz like the way the way that the game worked is you had people who were playing as the storyline characters like actual humans doing that yeah and then there were oh, this no this one's still getting updated oh good and then there was uh there's another one that I really I want to try there's a couple other ones I want to try out uh there's the EverQuest game for the PlayStation 2 Champions of Norath. Yeah, yeah, but you can't play it because all the servers are offline. And there is a guy who's like <laughs> trying to get the server, like get servers made, but he's like, I don't know anything about coding. And we're like, oh, <laughs> he's like, I'm looking for people that know how to code to help me out with this. And they're like, mm. like coding coders are like, uh, how much money are you going <laughs> to give us? And he's like, nothing. So that hasn't really gotten off Time the ground. Time for a Kickstarter. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm sure that would go well and not get immediately <laughs> crumble. Um, at the end of that project. Yeah, so there are there are a lot of uh, older. There's another one called Vanguard uh, Saga of Heroes that was kind of a WoW competitor, but it ended up going free to play. It was another SOE game, and it got killed. And there is an emulator for it, but it's not perfect. And I, again, I really think that they should just 
be forced to release that code or at least give some way for people to be able to launch their own private server and and play it and that that's probably the best alternative in in my opinion anyway smt imagine was developed by cave who cave i had no idea who they are the if it's the company that i that like they have the same name at least as a company that made a bunch of uh like side-scrolling shooters back in the day they still do interesting maybe that like explains made, uh, why it's so crap they made gradius interesting i um i don't know it's probably not the same people that made those but yes it could be the same company uh anyway we are we are done for the day connor and i have a game to play in an hour less than an hour 45 minutes less than an hour uh, I want to thank you for being here, Aroa. Yeah, I was. Yep. And thank you for being here, Conora. Yep, it was. Yep. And I will be back well, with both of you probably next week. Uh, and and uh, thanks. G- goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. So, uh, we watch anime.